I'm Adam Banerjee, and this is The Motivation Mike. I'm here today with Chanel John. She's an entrepreneur, actress, and podcast personality behind Depression Ain't It. Ooh, I'm trying not to feel depressed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, like Depression Ain't It. Someone might think that that's like the opposite of motivation, but I don't actually think so. That's so funny. I never thought about it like that. Maybe it's the black in me. You know, depression ain't in it. It just ain't it. It's not it. Ain't it. It ain't it. That was the white side of me. It's not it. It's not it. There it is, baby. There it is. There it is. I think, you know, what's so interesting, though. I feel like everyone, I mean, we all go through peaks and valleys, but it's kind of like when you seek out help. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because you're at a low place, right? Like you're feeling like things could be better. Like I remember when I first started getting into Tony Robbins and all that stuff, I was I was not feeling where my life was at, you know, right. even though I was only 14 year old Adam. Ooh, I was like, you know, I'm not feeling this. Like I need to, I remember my mom had some like CDs, some Tony Robbins CDs. <laughs> she did? Yeah. Okay. So which she probably never listened to, but I got to listen to. So That's dope. That's yeah. really dope that you did that at such a young age. I wish I knew something more. I'm not, I don't know. Tony Robbins is, I don't know. I find him inauthentic. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I've tried to listen to him. He irks me. <laughs> I, I get how you can be controversial. Yeah. Because I guess there's a lot of like powering through, like mm. rather than sitting in what's going on for the person. I guess like that's kind of like I the contrast. I have an issue with that. I just, I, I mean, there's something for everybody. Remember, I was telling you about the whole, um, the thousand true fans. And I'm not one of them for him, clearly, because the way he works just doesn't work for me. But I think it's really important to not let yourself get super low before you do something because then you're moving out of desperation you know Mm, yeah 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 i mean if you can come at it like at a medium level that's that's cool that's good (laughs) because i came at it from the rock bottom (laughs) yeah 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 i've had those moments too uh i mean tony robbins i mean people will like live and die by tony robbins you know like because people are always looking for a god yeah i mean that's true i mean the man owns an island Ooh. yeah sure makes that money yeah Mm. and i'm renting a guest house so (laughs) i gotta figure this out (laughs) listen yeah if it works for you it works for you that's great but um for me my guy, because uh, I ain't got no God but myself, and that might be controversial enough as it is, um, but for me, my teacher, one of my teachers of people that I look to would be um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. He comes from like the meditation route, and you're learning how to heal yourself from your mind and from uh, within rather than having somebody else be that healing space for you i don't want to look at a tony robbins and be like oh every word you say fixes me i need to learn how to fix me for myself and that's what dr joe Dispenza's work teaches you to do Mm, okay okay yeah i feel like one of the big things i took away from tony robbins was like the quality of questions like if you ask yourself a shitty question you get a shitty answer 
So like, for example, not to fat shame or whatever, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, he's like, if you ask yourself, like, why am I so fucking fat? It's like, well, because you eat like a pig. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you ask yourself, what can I do today to step it up in my fitness regimen? That's going to produce a more quality answer. Yeah, that's great. Right? Cool. I so, even heard it being put like you saying, why am I in such great shape? Mm, that too. You know what I'm saying? So right. I guess they connect um, Joe and Tony in the sense of you talking to yourself in a more positive way then begets more positive emotions and then that begins a better cycle of thinking yeah 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 it's tricky that's such an interesting sentiment too because i do believe in manifestation Mm -hmm. i also think it can go too far to where it's like the person is completely lying to themselves and Mm -mm. detached from reality Mm -mm. i believe in being delusional Uh uh-huh hundred percent hundred percent why limit yourself? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, like, I'm it's trying to uncomfortable because the idea of being delusional is so negative, right? Right. But it's your journey. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so if you can fake it till you make it and you start seeing positive results from that, where's the harm? What if. I'm like, I'm 6'5". Mm-hmm. I'm 6'5". I don't care what anybody says. I'm 6'5". Well, you're giving yourself 6'5 energy. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So there's this whole thing with like actor. There was this. Oh, someone told a story about, I think it was Marilyn Monroe. And they were walking down the street with her in New York. And nobody was recognizing her because she had turned off her thing. And she said to the person, do you want to see me turn it on? And she turned on whatever this thing was, this energy, and people just stopped, started looking at her, was focused on her screaming and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's this energy that you carry about yourself. Yeah. All the time. I realized I was carrying myself with the energy of insecurity, inferiority. Mm. So that's the way people would see me. I think it affected me when it came to auditions, and when it came to jobs, when it came to relationships. I carried my. I wanted people to see me as. I don't want to say superior, but worthy. There you go. I wanted people to see me as worthy, but I didn't believe it in myself. And so, when you see people sometimes, and they have this energy, and they're like, "Oh, that's." I don't know what it's about them that makes me so attracted to that person because it's not their looks; something else. Or I don't know what it is about that person that makes them off, but I'm not going anywhere near them. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. Like, I feel like there have been times in my life where I'm operating at like a high vibration mm-hmm. and people are responding in a totally different way, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean, sometimes things are aligning like that, but that's the goal, I suppose, is to, to be operating at that high vibrational yeah. level. It's learning how to do that all the time. And that's what I'm doing right now. And that's really what my podcast is about. Like, how do I consistently vibrate higher because honestly i i really like am discovering that that high vibration that high self-worth that value that energy is it seems to be linked with money like there seems to be some kind of link with your belief in yourself and 
pulling in a high level of finances. It's weird. Yeah, that's such an interesting comment. Like, I found that to be true for myself. But then other times, like, for example, when I'm when I had my days where I was just struggling so hard as an actor and a lot of my energy was, oh, my God, how do I pay this? thousand dollar rent like it wasn't even that high but for me it was at the time and all my oh, i gotta work this job and i gotta make this twenty dollars an hour you know and all this and um and i feel like you know you know we were talking about how i'm doing voiceover recently and stuff like that and uh mm-hmm. even me moving to this guest house is like uh it, it was leveling up in a sense you know it's not exactly where i want to be but it's it's higher than where i was at and uh, that's when those voiceover gigs started coming. Mm. You know, I was not booking them like prior to stepping into the new environment and all of that. So it's interesting how, you know, once you start thinking a little bigger, you can attract more success. I also I'm trying to think of the exact book it was, but it was a book about I used to be into producing and stuff. Um, it's not where my passion is at now, but, you know, I was interested in reading about it. And uh, the author was talking about how. He's like, he got a house with a mortgage he could not afford because he knew it would light a fire under his ass to pitch these movies and get this made. And it worked for him. But I guess there's the flip side because if somebody's not able to find that high vibration to ride, um, they might just go into debt and be depressed and have a lot of dysfunction. So yeah. I guess you got to know yourself and what you can handle if you're trying to step it up. Yeah, I just um, uh, released a episode for my podcast called How to Use a Crisis, How to Turn a Crisis into a Creative Opportunity. And one of the points was, child, what was the point? <laughs> and the second point he's basically talking about something like that he this this director put himself or producer put himself in a crisis situation and he used the energy of fear whatever you would call it to fight mm-hmm. not everyone could do that i used to be able to do that when i was younger and then a couple of times after things not going right, I had the, the flight. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to put myself in a situation that's too too scary and stuff because what if it goes wrong and whatnot. But then one of the other points is from this book called Psycho-Cybernetics. And he's saying that if you practice when you're not in a crisis situation, then you're able to handle situations with spontaneity. You know what I mean? So there's all that. That's a part of the manifestation is visualizing, practicing when you're not in a space of stress because of money or whatever it is. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Do you find like people are reaching out to you who are depressed and you're like trying to figure out like, what do I say to them exactly? <laughs> no, I get more people reaching out to be a part of, be on the podcast than uh-huh saying, oh, I'm depressed or whatever. I get some people reaching out, talking about how, um, you know, they're working on their meditation um, methods and the successes that they've had or, you know, how the information has been helpful. But um, not so much people like them should. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, because yeah, I don't know. That hasn't happened yet. I think my podcast, I really come from a place of like, I'm not going to sit here in sadness with you. We got to get out. Like, what are we doing to move forward? What steps are we taking? Like, what's the solution? You know what I mean? Not like, let's hold hands and be sad together. Like, <laughs> that's not the energy I want to align with. Yeah. And I hope it doesn't align that way. <laughs> well, are there times for that, though? For example, I'm thinking about how, like, I know you're not a therapist, but like mm-hmm. how therapy could work, right? Like a therapist will kind of let the person just receive the energy of the person to let them express it and then hopefully move on from it, right? And not just sulk and sulk and sulk. Yeah, I don't, I feel like I, I've been a bit afraid of therapy and, and I feel like the therapy that I've needed has always come in meditation. So I understand sitting in a situation and going through it, but usually depression comes from, or a mood change comes from how long you're in that space. So it's like, okay, feel that emotion and then move on. Like, how do you get out of it? Change your focus. Um, because I've been one, I will dwell and dwell and dwell. I was working on something today and it was like, okay, how am I, I need to lift out of this? Like four days ago, I was feeling like I had $10 million in a bank. I want to go back to that feeling because the shit that came with it was amazing. I need to get back into that space. But um, I'm sorry, I just used a, a, a cuss word. My bad. <laughs> I, I think it's not the first time we've cussed already. Oh, I mean, oh my yeah, God. Good. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, my language. So, so don't bad. play innocent. We already know. We already know. For me, I don't feel the need for an outside person for that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've done a mix of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, I've found therapy helpful. Um. Like I was telling you before, I work with a hypnotist from Brazil now who who I'm trying not to let hypnotize me over Zoom because <laughs> um, I don't want shit to glitch and then I'll be all fucked up. <laughs> I did a whole like hypnotizing, um, hypnotist weekend. Uh, it was a past life regression thing. It didn't really work for me. This was like years ago when I first moved to L.A. That's such an LA thing. <laughs> it is. Like I would never have heard of that from the East Coast. <laughs> I moved from the East Coast. I moved here and just started doing all this stuff. Past life regression. So, I mean, if you're comfortable talking about it, do you have some memory from a past life? I mean, I know nothing about this. Oh my this. God, I wish I had memory from a past life. No, no. I, um, because... It would be cool to have some memory from from a past life, um, but I don't feel like it's helpful in any way. Yeah, I feel like I'm having trouble processing the memories from this life. And that's the so... thing. I think I 100% feel like we are uh, we reincarnate. But could you imagine if you came into this life with all your past life memories, you wouldn't be able to focus on anything. No, it would be insane. <laughs> and then ADHD on top of that, like, forget about it. Is too much. Yeah. I mean, especially like, what if you were like a caterpillar or like. Oh, God. Oh, God. Does so... that make it easier or harder? Because <laughs> you just have nightmare. weird memories of you chilling and, on like a leaf or and something. And somebody stepped on you or some oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's my God. So or in a, if you were a murderer in a past life or something. Yeah. Oh, God. That nah. would be insane. No. Just like. Yeah, I'm good. I am like. 
and maybe this is weird, but I'm obsessed with astral travel and I've experienced a lot of things. Um, but that is the next thing I'm like, I, I'm, I need to leave my body and go see some shit. I want to go to other planets. I want to see what other life forms there are out there. Like I am obsessed. Okay. Cause I hear some stories and I'm like, I just want to see, I want to go back in time and see what the pyramids look like when they were being made. And if there's really the land of Moo and all this, like I'm into all that stuff. Wow. <laughs> Do you go back to London and they're like, Chanel, you are on one. Oh yeah. My family, I go up to London and they're like, you're soft now. <laughs> You're so soft, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and my family's very Christian, so it's like, how so, I wouldn't even... They start with the church stuff. I just get up and walk out of the room. I don't, I don't have time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it's cool that you're so open-minded and into different things. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, life would be boring. I don't know. I can't... Social media is too much. I need some other stuff to, yeah, to be entertained I mean, by. This is about to turn to, like, the alien podcast, but last, last uh, episode... We were talking about aliens probably oh. for like 10 minutes. I, I, that's my shit. <laughs> do you, so do you believe in aliens? Well, you obviously do. I, I think it's weird to even say, do you believe in, you know what I mean? It's like, th- there seems to be evidence <laughs> yeah, that yeah, there's yeah. other types of life forms out there. Um, it just seems to be a fact. Uh, I ain't seen nothing. I even have an alien tattoo, which is actually hilarious. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I've been, I'm like, all right. So when y'all just gonna show up and say, hey, like, we, what we waiting on at this point? I don't care who's scared about it. They'll get over it. Like, <laughs> show yourself. Just come on, come hang out, have some, have some food. Um, they could be living among us. I believe that they probably are. I feel like they might just have like their eyes or a little bit more separated or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's an easy cover-up. Yeah. How often do you go back to London? <sighs> Very rarely, honestly. Um, I actually was there last year because my cousin got married. Um, uh, yeah. So, and probably before then, maybe it was like five years. Yeah. England's, I mean, there's so many places to be in the world. England's not really top of my list. I have like a romantic fantasy Why? about London. I never get that. That and Paris. And it's just to me, I was just like, those places look so gray and dry. It's dry. <laughs> like, I just. How I, dry? Dry. <laughs> Real dry. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I never. I but never doesn't it rain it. all the time? Yeah, I know, but I mean, it looks great. It just, oh. It's just lackluster. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah, but it does rain all the time. It's like Seattle. Would everyone act, like, intellectually superior? Like No. No? No. What people are is very short. Um, English people are just rude by nature, I think. I think French people are worse. <laughs> English people are just rude and snap by nature. Um, and so that's why my family thinks I'm soft, because I care more about people's feelings and communicate better now that i've been living in america i'm now an american apparently um <laughs> apparently apparently you're american now it's like no nah, i still was born in england born and raised <laughs> like mm, no um but yeah english people are yeah I, i've heard when 
I've heard Americans that go to England for a longer period of time, they see past the friendly, hi, how are you? And start to see the real character of English people and um, love them. But yeah, it can be a little harsh. Hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting because I feel like, you know, like New York, like I'm originally from Philly. So mm-hmm. that's people can be more curt. Mm-hmm. around that but then up north in new york it's kind of like um an extent like even more so mm-hmm. so how about how would you compare it how would you compare new york so thankfully i've lived there so i could tell you um when when you go to england you might like there's no talking to strangers you can go to a bar in new york even though they're rough you can go to a bar and meet someone have a great conversation have fun just and you don't even know them from anywhere you can't do that in england people will look at you like why are you talking to me i don't know you you're a stranger english people just are not friendly to people who don't know was that an adjustment period for you coming to LA? No, because I was friendly and I was excited. I came by myself ready to meet everybody. So Yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm ready. Like, let's do this. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> okay. So cool. yeah, it it wasn't an adjustment for me at all. Yeah. How many people did you know out here when you first moved to LA? In LA? Yeah. Did you know people? Maybe like three, five people. Three? Yeah, I I barely knew anyone. Damn. I didn't even... The place I moved into, I saw it on FaceTime. (laughs) I didn't know anybody. You were taking a leap. Yeah. And yeah, the the job I got was like through a friend of a friend and stuff. Yeah. So I didn't know anybody. But I knew that I'd done it in New York so I could do it in LA. It wasn't an issue for me. You are so brave. I am. Do you get that a lot? I am. Yeah. People say that to me and it's like, it's, it's, it's a weird compliment um, <laughs> because it's like, I guess, I mean, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. It was something like I felt compelled to do. Right. So I wasn't like, I have to be brave right, right. now. Be a big boy, Adam. No, that wasn't <laughs> the thought. I think that's what people think it's yeah. like making those bold choices. I think once... I think once you get here, so when I first moved to New York, I think after a while I was like, holy shit, like, what did I do? I'm here. This is crazy. And then when I moved to LA, it's like, you're so much further away from everything. And it's, it was a lot, especially for like, now it's like eight hours difference in calling my family compared to five. So all of that, you just feel so far away from everything. So it was like, wow, I felt it a little bit. But then, you know, you're just alive. I live here and it's like, I mean, the fact the weather sucks now, forget that. But usually, like, I'm calling my family like, yeah, it's cold. And I'm like, it's 80 degrees here. I feel for you. <laughs> yeah, it was hailing today. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I didn't experience that. That sucks. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was it was very bizarre to see. Well, they said it was going to be a blizzard or something in Ventura County. If there was a straight out blizzard here, that would Could make you me panic. That's I, some real global warming first, shit. First, I was thinking that, but you know these things happen in cycles. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about it. All right. That's comforting, actually. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm not worried about it anymore. No, like These things happen in cycles. <laughs> it's okay. We'll be all right. 
There's a lot of these things that um, people say, well, this is going to happen and it's been 11,000 years since the last ice age and we are do another one. What do you want me to do about it? What would you like me to do about it? I'd like you to panic. Nah, fuck that. I ain't panicking. I'm busy. I got things to do. Panicking over fucking ice ages. Waste of time. They want clicks and views. That's okay. Well, they're not. It's this whole thing of like everything in life is so that you're triggered, so that you comment. And I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't have my energy move towards that. Oh, Dr. Joe Dispenza always talks about this um, Taurus field, like this energy we have around our energy body that attracts things to you. But when you live life in um, uh, moving through space and time, so you always have to um, use action to do things or you're always reacting to things, you're triggered, you're angry, you're frustrated because of things, it pulls from that energy field. And a lot of when you're feeling depression and anxiety is like you not having that field of protection around you. So there's certain things it's like, why are you stressing yourself out about it? Like, Yeah, I mean, because we're just, we're just potentially exposed to so much information mm. and that's why it's, it's hard. Like, I, I used to be really like, well, the whole pandemic, I was like really into the news and that lingered on for a while. <laughs> you were? Yeah, I'd always be like, what's the latest news? Um, and I mean, I kind of got off on it, you know, mm-hmm. like got off on being triggered like that. And like, what's going to happen mm-hmm. next? And like, when's because the civil war a, coming? You know, you get addicted to that. Yeah. So I had to stop. I mean, I still check it occasionally because mm-hmm. I mean, I like to know what's going on in the world. But like within reason, you know, I mean, because, yeah, it's like, what are you going to what's what's in your control? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're still built to live in tribes, you know, and this whole stuff where it's like. We're looking at stuff on such a global scale makes it challenging because mm-hmm. I don't think we've evolved to keep up with that. Like you said, so, what yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do about it? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's you could raise money, you know, um, you could donate your time. Uh, you know, there are things you can do, but like within reason, right? Like you still have to live your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've yeah. got your tribe of people. Right. Right. And it's like, why don't you... I think, yeah, our focus is better on focusing on our tribe and what we can do on our level rather than trying to fix every world issue. <laughs> because the people who really can fix it don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal, <laughs> but yeah, that makes sense. They don't care. So what can you fix for yourself? Because remember, when you're on a plane and there's a crisis, what do they tell you to do? Mm, that's a good question they tell you to put your mask on first before you help your child your child you gotta put your mask on first because if you're fucked up how are you gonna help your child yeah i would have been died i'm glad this for this refreshing <laughs> <laughs> i was like what am i gonna do <laughs> the plane's going down <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> shows that i stopped paying attention oh my gosh <laughs> Man, and you were on a plane more recently than I was. That's true. When's the last time you were on a plane? Uh, I was in Costa Rica. For <laughs> Costa Rica. My, Costa Rica um, for Pura Vida for my friend's wedding. I went to two weddings last year. Um, wedding in July. Yeah, it was right before my birthday, July. Oh, yeah. So you're a cancer. Mm-mm, I am a Leo, honey. Oh, don't throw shade at cancers. I'm a cancer. It's okay. Yeah, all right. But- all right. My mom is a cancer. We're, we're you know, sensitive, healing the world. 
Y'all can be some assholes too. I ain't gonna assholes. Front. Oh I didn't know Cass some was of the a worst people assholes. I know. Oh my god, this is one guy. He's awful. He's an awful human being. He's a cancer. <laughs> what, oh are, what are Leo's known for? Ooh, um, um, I guess uh, people say we're bossy. I don't think I'm bossy though. Be loud, opinionated, sharp. Um. <laughs> <laughs> As you like literally say every bossy quality. <laughs> I can tell people what to do. But this aggressively. Is the thing. I actually don't like telling people what to do. I just like them to know what to do. <laughs> you should know this. Know what to do. If you don't know, I don't know association. But um Yeah, I like to be my own boss. I don't like to boss other people around, but I don't want to be bossed around either. It yeah. sucks. I don't like it. Mm-mm. I don't like it one bit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oof. Especially if it's by some idiot, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah, somebody like you, there's flaws in their whole direction. Yeah. And you're just like, why am I following these directions? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, well, I guess I'm, some Leos don't like to call me a proper Leo because I'm a July Leo. I'm the 29th, though. Like, my sign, I'm Leo. Th- I'm a fire sign for sure. Absolutely. Are you about to spit bars? <laughs> the way like, those hand movements. Okay, okay. Thinking about my sun sign and this sign and blah, 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 and all that <laughs> stuff that people like to do. But I'm, I'm very fire. So speaking of being your own boss, I know you had been working on House of Nisu. Tell me a little bit about that and what led you into the entrepreneurship. Well, like I said, I don't like working with people. <laughs> so I wanted to create, I came into some money and I wanted to, you know, create a business with that money. I really wish now that I just put that money in the stock market, knowing what I know now. Um, but then, um, yeah, I was like, okay, well, let's try and create this business for myself. And um, at the time, clothing seemed like an interesting route. So that's the road I went down. Oh, God. Do you man. regret it? Is that what you're saying? Or? I think I come from a place now where I don't, I don't want to say I regret it because I learned a lot um, about myself, about business. Um, so, but I do, I think it would have been more beneficial for me to put that into covered calls. Covered calls. That's a, it's a, so in stocks you can buy a hundred shares okay. of, and it, and it's called, see, I get terms mixed up. But you, um, um, yeah. What's, it, what's wrong with me right now? Uh, did I not take my magnesium today? So <laughs> <laughs> you buy 100 shares, and then you can bet on those shares. And and it's just a very easy way for you to make money in the stock market. Okay. And so my friend put me onto this coach, this guy named Tyrone Jackson. This ain't no ad, y'all. Like, I just am obsessed with Tyrone's course. <laughs> and um, he, like, teaches a very simple way of how to trade. And when I had more money, it would have been really good for me to, like, really build on that. Because you can, like, make an income from trading. And so, and not, like, the kind of trades where you're doing it every day. You can make an income from trading once a week. 
Mm. And so yeah, so it would have just been better for me to do that because I, I I lost so much money in creating my clothing boutique. Yeah, I lost money in crypto. You did, uh, but not that much to be honest. Because it kind of like remember when it all went down after the whole FTX thing. Ooh, um, so like I was yeah. I had bought. I had bought like before that when things mm-hmm. were already down, which was good. So I kind of didn't buy high. Yeah. But then like everything tanked and oh, the FTX shit. thing happened. And, um, you know, I was reading a lot of articles about it. Like, you know, some people are saying, you know, like if you think you're going to need this money, even though it's low, you better sell. Mm. You know, and I know you don't want to sell out of fear necessarily, but yeah. crypto is such a weird thing. Because there's a lot of the like, crypto, there's, there's nothing backing it. Right. And so it's like, it's just like when Elon says about this crypto and it's like it goes down or up. Like, that's just ridiculous yeah, 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 that yeah. You're, you're hedging your bets on something like that. Yeah. So, long story short, I did hold out and then it did recover most of the money. Oh, good, good. And then I sold and got out. Because I didn't you. like, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, you, with volatility, you know, you can make a lot of money, but it's a lot of risk. You should be able to, like, make some money back, like, tax wise, though. Because yeah. you, you get up to like 3000 Okay. from loss in stocks. So oh, yeah. I got to yeah. milk that. Yeah. Okay. From a loss, yeah. So look into that. <clears throat> yeah. So um, we're talking about your fashion brand. So Louis Vuitton mm. or Gucci? <laughs> well, I'm black, so I shouldn't say Gucci. I'll go with Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Gucci, you done some foul shit to black folk. <laughs> <laughs> would you like, okay, would you shop for clothes at H&M or Target on the opposite spectrum? Oh, wait a minute. Ooh, this is, I'm going to say Target. Do you know why? Uh-huh, why? Target got some real, like, good basics, like good t-shirts, shorts. Right, that'll last a little gear. bit. H&M might Yeah, you do put that apart. thing through one wash, it's coming apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the sizing ain't fitting the same. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say Target. And it's a little cheaper, too. Yeah. The sizing is a little weird at Target, though. Like, I find yeah. that, like, their medium... Well, I, you know, I'm a medium. Their mm. mediums are, like... It's, like, it's like husky in the middle. Like, it's just, like, husky mm. with these <laughs> tight-ass shoulders. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like, it's not even like in a good way. Yeah. It's like, they're like kind of, they rise up too far. And then I feel stupid. I'm like, maybe if Wait, I had bigger what? muscles to fill this out, but it still might look stupid because like, they're kind of like, they, they teep up like the side. So funny. I wonder what, which brand you're shopping with. Cause when. Morona, I think. Okay. 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 Interesting. Cause when we're, um. <laughs> working with a stylist and a lot of the basic stuff we would get would be from target and they seem okay so i don't know what's going on in the midsection i think it's like i think they kate i don't know how they pick how they size it you know what i mean mm. like they might be like who's the average target customer yeah. you know and i'm not in perfect shape but it's like they, they, they might be like oh yeah like the average medium dude is like a holding little, a little weight there mm-hmm. he might not want to show it all so let's like fill that out a that, bit that makes sense you know it could so be that for th- sure it might be that it yeah. might be that and or and they might be like he might have really short arms mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> so bigger midsection shorter arms that's yeah. the average medium at target and um that's yeah, the predicament that's I find myself in. 
Well, they could. How, how tall are you? Five eight. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. It's yeah, not the I'm reaction probably. I was looking for. I'm five no, eight. No, I mean that's interesting. No, because I'm thinking they probably make um, clothes for shorter people. <laughs> shorter people. Shorter. No, you saying it's short for you? It's long for you. No, no it's, it's short sorry. for you. You just called me short, but it's all right. I did not call you I'm short. I'm not that tall. I said if they make clothes I'm not that tall, I for get shorter it. people, that's why the arm length doesn't work for you. Do you know what I'm saying? I get it. When I hug you, I have to hug up. That's I know. It's I fine. Said. It's fine. Okay. That is not. We're, I'm 5'8", I'm actually. <laughs> so you don't have to hug So up. I'm just a bad hugger now. Also, <laughs> make it worse. God, don't do me like this. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. <laughs> so, talk to me a little bit about acting, because we, for people that don't know, because oh, yeah. probably nobody knows this. For people, for, <laughs> for people that don't know, like, oh my god, nobody knows. Oh nobody knows. Well, the people that were there, no. Yeah, the people we that met were at there, Playhouse no. West. We did. <laughs> it's uh, an acting studio in North Hollywood where we spilled our guts mm. and discovered racism. No. <laughs> 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 oh no, no. There's a lot of great. There's a lot of great people, but you oh, know, there, there were there were select moments. So I'm, I'm being. Uh, oh my god! I can't believe you brought that. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> but to be fair, I feel like you and I were like more easily triggered. Like, like even in a time where something might not be racist, I remember, like we'd be like, "Oh, what do you mean, you people?" Like, <laughs> like we would get like really up in people's faces, and I, I kind of remember that. And it, and then the person would get all like, "Oh no, 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 I, I didn't mean that. Oh, what do you mean? You didn't mean it like that. It seemed like you meant it when you said it." Oh lord. <laughs> Man, I don't even know. I just remember when I first came to Playhouse West, I, I came into, I, it felt like I was in um, Mean Girls. And so I had to just come with my biggest bravado because I was like, these bitches are not going to come for me. So I probably was like that with everything. Uh, you felt it was clicky. It was 100% clicky. 100%. But... It was so great, though. I had a great time. Yeah. I mean, the that's like the best acting classes you can go to in L.A. Yeah. You know, I, like. I, I miss it. I do. And I mean, at the time, I think it was like $200 a month or something. $225. Which is a steal. For two classes a week. And you can go to the rehearsal classes. Then sometimes you can even like bring auditions and work yeah. that. So it's like a way better deal. Yeah. And the acting technique is good. Yeah, it's some, it is. Some solid stuff. Great teacher, too. Yeah. I really... I feel like we didn't do enough um, scenes together. Like, I, I feel like we only did... I'm trying to remember. Like I feel like we only did two to three. I don't even remember, y'all. It's not that much. I mean, well, there's a lot of people in the class. And so, you know. Yeah, but me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was always a great time. Always, always. It was never dull. It was never dull. Yeah. I mean, because even if it was dull, Robert Cardigan would be like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what am I watching? Get off the stage. Oh, God. It was fantastic. Never come on the stage and do that again. <laughs> so even if it was dull, it, it soon was no longer dull. I'm just glad he liked me. <laughs> 
Like, like being in that class made me feel like I had talent. Oh it always God. felt like you would be rewarded for, um, if you ever found yourself outside of the door screaming. Uh, so for people, like for reference, you know, we there's these doors and activities and it's kind of like a oh built set gosh. kind of where there's a yeah. door and uh, it's kind of hard to explain. Every yeah. day, we had uh, we had Christian on uh, our this podcast, oh and uh, we like went into what a door and activity was, okay. and like I thought we did a really good job of like breaking it down okay. for people that don't act. And people still message me and be like, oh, "What? No. I don't get that door and activity thing." <laughs> it's hard to explain. Yeah. It's hard to explain. I don't know what to say. I want to give people a more thorough, but just uh, just go Google it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> go go take a class, even though you'll never be an actor in your life. I yeah, don't know. that's good experience, though. You should really go and take a class, it's, even if you're not trying to be an actor. It's like a confidence booster for sure. It'll open you up and destroy your family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh man, I just Ooh, baby. Yeah, I mean the thing when you start acting, it's like you are more aware of how people are treating you and acting towards you, maybe not respecting a boundary of yours. And she can get triggering because yeah. I mean, essentially a lot of that work was like <laughs> How triggered how triggered yeah. are you by what they said? I've experienced right? worse though. Acting classes. I had this I went to this other acting class and her method was to like give you a scene that was gonna like she basically gave me this scene where I had a memory of um, my parents leaving and then they died in an accident but like I don't know, so I'm like ten years old alone in the house for like days on end and and like for an hour a day, you're supposed to like practice that memory and pull up all like the triggering factors. And I was like, this is awful, awful. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the stuff at Playhouse, I mean, it's definitely solid technique. Yeah. I feel like. Uh... And I just love how active it is. So you really get into like work with people um, and different kinds of people as well. So you get to really like build that muscle mm -hmm. definitely 100 percent. do you audition with your accent all the time or do you ever change it depending on the role i've i definitely change it mm -hmm. i've i remember one time i got called oh there's twice i've been called in for like a british role and i bombed those why i don't know they just i don't sound english enough I That's guess. so crazy. No, I feel like you'd be perfect <clears throat> for that. Yeah, but you know these typecasting people. It's like you have to sound a certain way. Like, how have you experienced that? You know, like, because you know. Oh, I know. Oh. Yeah, because, well. <clears throat> Especially like, being biracial, that has to be even a, like another layer on, on top. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like people don't really know what I am. Mm -hmm. And, um. You know, that has pros and cons. Yeah. And I think that's why I've really been trying to stand up is because it's like I don't have to be pigeonholed into what someone thinks I am. Yeah, I can yeah. be who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, it's tricky because I go in for stuff where they're like Indian doctor, you know, and they're right. just like, you know, I can go audition for that. And then they're like, oh, you know, like 
he he doesn't look like an Indian doctor, <laughs> you know. He doesn't look Indian enough. He doesn't sound Indian. Yeah, enough. yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of like auditioning is a little racist. We're just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> say it's a little racist because that casting director's idea of what your ethnicity is supposed to be like, or mm-hmm. <clears throat> where you're from, and what that's supposed to sound like, is um, you could lose a job over that, and that's just like. It's not cool, you know? I just like when people lean into their coat. Like, you don't... Because you're white passing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, when you lean into your coat, the other side of your coat... And I know you weren't raised um, to experience that side of your of yourself. But it's nice to see when you lean into it and embrace it. Yeah, I mean... I had some exposure to Indian stuff, mm-hmm. you know, my dad was around for some of my childhood, I spent time in India. Uh, but it's interesting, you know, like at times I felt white passing, but there's times where I'm like, I'm not white passing because I've had experiences where like, for example, you know, I've experienced racism, uh, like from some of my friends, like white parents and stuff. Oh, like I, I won't, imagine. I won't get into it too deep, but mm-hmm. like, like, oh, Adam, are you da da da? Are mm-hmm. you this? Are you that? Or like when nine eleven happened, like, because people <laughs> wow. were so people were so ignorant mm-hmm. about like where it came from mm-hmm. and all this stuff. They're like, oh, like Indian, like that. You, you, like your people were part of that and all that stuff, and it's just. And it's weird because then I'm like pinning it on like a different country, but it's not like everyone yeah, from that country's right, fault yeah. either. They so decided like, everyone in that yeah, country. Yeah, let's be racist against them. Okay. Yeah. Like that's wrong too. Right, right. right. You don't want to be racist against them. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's tricky. Like, yeah, being biracial yeah. is is not not easy. Um, yeah, it's not the hardest thing in the world, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not easy either. Right, right. Yeah. I'll ask you more about that on my podcast. Okay. You're like, we're not going to talk about it here, <laughs> we'll Adam. About, yes, we'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff. I wanted to ask you about, I had trading on here. You already kind of went into a bit about trading. Do you interact with that daily? Um, I was when I had a little bit more money. Um, Where I are think... you spending all your money? Louis Vuitton. I wish I was spending my money on Louis Vuitton. Um, I think, okay. So I spent a lot of my money. Okay, this, I don't know even if I should go into this. Should we talk about failures? Okay, so we talked a bit about my business. I spent a lot of money on my business and I didn't reap a lot of the benefits of that. And so I, what I believe happened to me was I got into this fear cycle. And so when we're talking about states of being, I went from a state of being of feeling very comfortable and and then I went into fear. And so in fear, you're out of alignment with like um, finances and stuff. And so, and in COVID, a lot of the job opportunities I had at the time went away because... I don't even know if I should say that on here. Say it. I wasn't getting that vaccine. Oh. I was not getting that shit. Oh, you didn't get it? Mm-mm. Oh. Nope. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. And um 
Yeah, that. I'm cost... glad you're still with us. I'm glad you're still with us. <laughs> but most of the people I know who was getting that shit got the got all those shots, and they said, "I got cut, my roommate. I got COVID again. I got COVID again, bitch. <laughs> again, I thought you got all them shots. God damn, and I ain't get it. So I don't know what. So, um, but yeah, that's a whole nother subject. Y'all can hate me if you want. Um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I feel I support it personally. Mm-hmm. I do respect other people's viewpoints on it. You know, we didn't go through 12 years of medical school. You know, we're just like relying but they on were doctors who were with it and they were doctors that were completely against it. And and that's fair. Mm-hmm. So to then force people to do something that they're not comfortable with is just like, is very fucked up to me. It's very fucked up. And then you go to certain, if you see certain countries that didn't have access like our countries did, they were doing fine. So that's all my piece about it. My thing is like, people should be able to make their own choices over their bodies. Just like this whole um, situation where they've taken away in certain states, um, women being able to get abortions. That's not your business. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, it's a weird time, like all these culture wars and yeah. all that stuff. My and, body, my choice. Right, so I have to say right. about it. I remember, so I was living in Atlanta during the pandemic, and uh, I remember when I came back to visit, and because um, Atlanta was so lax, you know, about mm-hmm. all oh, that stuff. They were partying. They were. <laughs> good. I was and, like watching on Instagram, like, oh my God. <laughs> And I remember coming back and uh, I went to like Pete's Coffee in Lancashire or whatever. And uh, they asked me for my vaccine card when I was at the register to purchase a coffee and a sandwich. And I was like, I was I was kind of shocked by that. Mm -hmm. But I guess if you had been in L.A. the whole time, it wouldn't be shocking because that was kind of the more of the culture here. Yeah, it pissed me off. (laughs) Pissed me off. Like I just I just thought it was very disgusting how people were. Um, being treated for their choices and they've done everything else you've asked for, worn masks. And and I was like, I'm wearing a mask, he's wearing a mask, but I can still smell his breath through my mask. Tell me how that makes sense. <laughs> but I did all those things and now you're like asking me to trust this thing. And if something happens to me and my body from taking this thing, are you paying medical bills? Like, there was this, I saw a guy, he might have to cut some of this shit out. I saw a guy, he um, um, went and did that for other people and then was like really pissed because now he was on all these medications because he took that vaccine. And um, yeah, so. But do you trust that source though? Like, what was the source of that? The man saying, I took it to please other people and I had no issue with taking it. But once I've taken it, I now have to take these pills. And he was pissed. I think that there are some people they recommend not to take it based on like prior conditions. He wasn't one of those people. He was fine before he took it. And then afterwards, he was stuck with thousands of dollars in medication for the issues that occurred. And you just don't know if you're that person who's going to have those issues. So I'd rather not have to deal with that myself. This is going to cut to COVID public service announcement brought to you from California. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is like on the post on Instagram where they say like, I know. COVID, COVID, COVID is serious, no misinformation, oh da, 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 da. blah, 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 which is fine. I have no problem with it, all of that. I had no problem with who wanted to do it, whatever. I just, it, for me, it was just like, this is, this is my body and my choice. Do you know what I mean? You should have your choice. I should. Yeah. You yeah. should have your choice. Yeah. That's it. I respect 100%. people's choices. 100%. Whole Foods or Sprouts? Child. Ooh, it depends. I feel like I'm going to say Whole Foods because I have so many around me. Sell out. What? <laughs> I love me some Whole Foods, but Sprouts got some good chicken. Yeah? Yeah, you know like when they do the whole chicken and they put the seasoning on it and stuff? Oh, okay. They know seasoning. They know some seasoning. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think I live right by a Whole Foods. So I can't. Uh, it's just too easy. I yeah, mean, you, you might spend like twenty dollars one of those little boxes, but listen, I'm a you know I'm probably in a supermarket on a daily basis, and sometimes too. <laughs> I swear to you, I will go to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods in the same day that because is so Trader Joe's. Until, Trader Joe's don't have everything. Sometimes you got to go to Whole Foods to get what Trader Joe's don't have. Yes, that is true though. Like, when you try to buy filtered water from Trader Joe's, they only have, like, I'm literally running out of water right now because I went to Trader Joe's, just Trader mm-hmm. Joe's. And now I you go can get tomorrow. the 365 water at Whole Foods, and it's $1.50 for the gallon. It used to be a dollar. Price went up. Um, but now, like, the, the water at Trader Joe's is smaller now, so you can't, you can't, it's just not the same. So yeah, that shrinkflation. <laughs> it's expensive. They shrunk so, a lot of stuff. I said I would stop using the word expensive. I'm not using that word anymore. Mm. But yeah, and then and then if you don't if they don't have it in Whole Foods, then I go to Ralph's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ralph's Ralph's has those prices, but the yeah. experience is not fun. It's really not. It's not. It's like if I have to, I'll go to Ralph's. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like it's degrading on your manifestation. I agree. <laughs> It just, it doesn't feel like, yeah, the spirit isn't there. The workers are nice. Yeah, people are nice there. But Whole Foods? The energy, yeah, the energy is different. This makes me feel rich. Like, I see celebrities in my Whole Foods. Yeah, who who did you see recently? Oh, God. I can't remember her name. One of those actresses that you know by face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was at um, Pavilion. Sorry, I go Pavilion sometimes, too. (laughs) You hit all of them. <laughs> What's his name from Blackish? Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson. He wasn't too nice. <laughs> oh, he he got really skinny, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So is that like, uh, did he diet for that, or it, does it he looks have like? like a, I don't know what it was, uh, but I think it was like surgery. Ooh. Because of the way he looks, like it's just kind of like. You know when somebody works out, they have some kind of muscle and stuff. He just looks like, um, I don't want to say loose skin. It's just like bones and then like a body on bones. It's like his frame. It sounds. I feel like I sound fucked up right now, yo. Well, he's, <laughs> he's on his way though. He's on his way. You know, he probably is is working on it and like figuring it out. That man rich he ain't gotta do nothing. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't doing. A workout at all. <laughs> Damn. 
But um, well, people are out here like this one guy I knew from an acting class like posted he's like freezing his fat, which I know isn't like a new thing. Oh my god, I've tried it. But <laughs> I, I'm like I've never known anybody who did it, so now I know two people. So yeah. what How was it? Um, it's uncomfortable because they clamp your fat, and then it's just like. <laughs> real this real cold icy experience and then after a while it just goes away but you just feel the clampness and it's like the numbness but i don't feel like for what it costs i don't really feel like it's very worth it do you think it did something minimal minimal i think it's just better to just work out yeah yeah so that like this this thing where they're freezing fat that's like the alternative to what people do for liposuction and stuff i guess right yeah it's yeah it's supposed to be more cost effective it's supposed to um uh last it's it's just not even as effective as surgery though like i'd be like you're like go hard or go home yeah it's like you might as well just like either work out like a motherfucker or Mm -hmm. yeah and you don't even have to like work out like a motherfucker like it's just doing simple like me i keep it simple right now i work out in my bedroom (laughs) i have two 12 pound weights and i'll do like little exercises in my room the other day i couldn't even walk too good from the exercises i was doing and i just keep it simple and watch a show watch a tv show and do three sets of 10 of this move or that move or whatever like and i'm feeling harder i'm getting tighter my booty's more lifted you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. that's what's up I'm doing I'm doing a mix of MMA and yoga right now. And it's interesting because those are like yoga. polar opposites. Yeah. Like the MMA stuff is so hardcore and so intense. And yoga is just. But that's so great for your body because it's like you're covering everything. That's awesome. It feels good. Yeah. It feels good in between. Because, yeah, like you're throwing a lot of your hips into kicks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you can get all screwed up and tight if you're not careful. But you're creating all the space for in yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're getting deeper yeah i love yoga i need to get back into doing it yeah did you have a spot that you used to go to or i had an app on my phone okay <laughs> yeah, it was an app on my phone i pay like 40 dollars for the year and would just be at home on my yoga mat doing all the different moves and the daily build up and stretches and stuff but yeah it was fun it's fun because it gives you like um all the different levels so you can work from wherever you're at and, and then you can check in with other people and their progress and stuff. It's cool. I like how you're self-motivated to be doing it from home, though. Well, I haven't done it for a while. So, like, I will switch between different things. So I might be doing yoga. There was a period of time last year where I was doing five-mile walks every day in my area. I like how you have these old lady workouts. <laughs> Baby, yeah, but then I can see you with your you arms to, swinging all crazy. That, that will send you to bed. I would like come home and go to sleep after that because <laughs> them things were like, whew. But I felt like I wasn't seeing enough results where I hear people will do like five miles daily and um, lose 10 pounds and all this shit. I was like, why are you losing no goddamn weight? Like, I ain't seeing much of a difference. And I've tried Pilates too and stuff. So I would try, I have a trampoline at home. <laughs> I've, at one point, I was doing an hour a day on trampoline. Like, uh, I'm like an hour a day on the trampoline. Hour. I think I would pass out. You, you'd be fine. 
How big is your apartment? Like you have a whole trampoline. <laughs> is it one of the Tony Robbins trampolines? No, like it's a bigger ones? one. It's in the living room. I don't even know how to fold it down. I just have it up against the wall. Oh my god, that's so funny. No. Like, what do you what do you do? Like, were you doing jumping jacks? Everything. Like, you okay. get bored of doing that, then you switch to a twist or you jump okay. around in the so. You know, I was just trying to whatever to keep me entertained and watch something on YouTube, so I just get through it. Okay. Yeah, as long as I keep myself entertained, I'll do the exercise. Yeah, I think that's key. Because once a workout gets boring, mm-hmm. it's, just not, it's just not motivating. But I like it. So I have my two 12-pound... What is this exercise? I don't even know what you call the exercise I'll be doing. She's going side to side for the visual. So with the weights in my hand, and I'll do like 200 straight. Come off of that. Be like, oh, my sides. Feels so good. Yeah, yeah. I guess another key too is like switching it up and yeah. making it so it's not your body can't predict exactly mm-hmm. what you're gonna do. That's what, like the trap a lot of people fall into when they join a gym. Right. They're doing the same things. Their body expects it. They're not like trying different stuff. Yeah, because I, I always get this wrong. Is it Bulgarian split squats? I think it's Bulgarian. I don't if know. it's not Bulgarian, I'm sorry. I don't know what country it is, but <laughs> it um. <laughs> I was doing that before, like, and then I stopped doing it for like a good two weeks and switched to other exercises and went back to that. And my God, oh, oh my booty was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> but it's good. And it feels good. And it feels nice to commit to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now to the point where like, it's in my thoughts, like I got to work. I'll, I'll be in bed at midnight and be like, I got to, I got to do something. I didn't do anything today and start working out at midnight. Yeah, I, I was doing this, um, I was at this gym in Atlanta, which, um, shout out to Batch Fitness, great gym. They they do a mix of, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like CrossFit, but less bro-y. Mm, okay. And um, they do a, a mix of a lot of stuff. And I was seeing, uh, well, she was my girlfriend, uh, Colombian girl. And um, oh, wait, she's not probably that listening, same... so I'm probably going to cut this. Down. Oh, my God. Because I was going to say, is it not that same girl? No, no, no. I don't think it is. So I'll just say this. Like, my ex-girlfriend was, she's like, after all that working out, she's like, your glutes are huge. <laughs> and it wasn't really the compliment I was looking for, but I was like, I'll take it. You know, the glutes the glutes are good. What do you good. mean? It's glutes nice for, for, for a man to have a nice ass. It's like... Yeah, like a nice muscular yes. fat ass on me. Yeah, like a nice booty that you can hold on to. I always liked a man with a nice ass. <laughs> was that you that posted that thing with John Legend? Oh my God, maybe it was me. <laughs> <laughs> that that made me think. I'm like, I identify with that. I'm like, I'm John Legend. <laughs> can you explain what that was? Oh my God, wait. They, it was like an ass switch or something. What Chrissy Teigen? Is that, yeah, is that the ass, like so. <laughs> they get they switched asses or something. I can't. Remember. I do remember that post though. Oh my Cause god! Because she like the, I guess it was the angle or whatever, and she looked flat and, and yeah. He, so and he had yeah, this huge ass. <laughs> that's me basically. That's that's me. That's hilarious. So so just that's a reminder. Like you got to work out other parts of your body and not just not, not just, just your not ass. Just your, not just your tush. Especially as a guy, you know. As a yeah, guy, it's we, important we need to find you to have areas. like some thighs that match the ass. <laughs> Appreciate that. Really do. I don't know if Target's gonna have the right shorts for me though. For Baby, this, I don't I mean, know if Target's gonna be able to handle handle yeah. all that booty. I think the takeaway of this episode you might just is, have to get a larger size. Oh, size. Large is too big. 
it, it, it looks like it looks like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's like you if I start what? wearing larges from Target, you know, I'm thinking drawstring, not like a fitted. Oh, uh, okay. Because I feel like when I wear larges, yeah. like the impression is like this man does not know mm. what's going on. <laughs> Like, he is just buying sizes. He is not even aware. That's fair enough. Don't look like that. Like the clothes are wearing you, and you're not wearing the clothes. <laughs> don't don't do that. So, but I need this advice because you're a stylist. So, tell us about that recent stylist gig that you got. Oh my god! So, total manifestation. Like I said, I was feeling like just not knowing directionally what I want to do or where I want to go. I really just would love to focus on my podcast and whatever else comes up. So really I've been feeling very wealthy and my self-worth was on a high, but nothing had manifested yet. So for me, I understand like when you vibrate on that level certain things get attracted to you so out of nowhere i get this email from this company i worked with three years ago asking if i was available to do this job and and they asked if i had like a portfolio or something to go along with it so they could pass on to the director and i didn't i had no portfolio no like not really any instagram posts of any of the work i did and i worked on apple jobs um films, commercials, all type of stuff. And I had nothing to put it on. And I realized, because I was thinking about doing a UGC, and there was um, this whole Canva thing where you can create a website and put like the videos on the website for free and all that stuff. And I was gonna, I was planning to do that. So I saved a couple of sites that I was gonna use. And I was like, well, maybe I can pull some stuff and put it together on that site. And so, I quickly did that and while I was doing, I started having this feeling, the same feeling I get when I'm trading. It's like, oh, this is fun, I'm enjoying this. And just finding all these jobs that I worked on for Shein and all this different stuff. And um, I'm not the main stylist, but I have to say a wardrobe assistant um, because there's so much things that come with, with being a head stylist, like knowing financing, mood boards, all this stuff. And, you know, um, still very much learning. And so, I put together the the board, the um, the site, and for me it was like, are you available to be on hold when he reached out to me? And I was like, well, even if I don't get this job, I'm seeing that the visualizations I'm doing, the energy vibrations I've lifted to is now manifesting into things. And so I was so happy and so excited that that even manifested into a possible opportunity. And I think because I was in that state, I got the job, so. I'm excited to um, be working on a job. I don't even know if I can say what it is, but because <laughs> I haven't done it yet and it's not out yet, of course. Did they um, tell you you can't talk too much about it? Um, I, I haven't got any word about an NDA. Usually, like App, Apple is like real big on those NDA mm -hmm. things, but um, yeah, just you never know what's gonna happen. So just just leave it off for what it is for right Hell now. Hell yeah, I'll be excited to hear about it. Yeah. So where can people find you on IG or where would you like to give a shout out to your channels and stuff? Um, I am on TikTok, um, all things Nelly, where I just put out whatever silly thing I feel like talking about the time. Um, I cover everything. Um, and being Chanel John on Instagram, 
And then, okay. you know, my podcast, yeah. Depression Ain't It. That's pretty much where you find more. Depression Ain't It. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. <laughs> this will be to be continued. When I'm on your podcast, that'll yes. be like part two. Yes, basically. part two over on, a, on, on my show, for sure. I'll be in your passenger seat. That'll be interesting. This will be fun. I'm excited. Oh, yes, you're definitely giving me some things to like pull out of you.